Okay. All right. So we're back with a, another podcast, The Bigfoot Revival. This week, we decided we're going to do something completely different and not center the actual focus of our podcast on the coronavirus. Woohoo! So, <laughs> I know a lot of people are probably glad of that. Well, I'll put it to you this way. There's probably tens of people. That's right. <laughs> well, they've got to hear it from somewhere. And they're going to hear it from the news or Facebook or any other source of media that they're going to tune into. Why not give them a break whenever it comes to us? Yeah, and, and, and it was one of those things we, we when talking about creating a podcast, we, we never wanted to be like that focused on a, a particular topic. We just kind of wanted to be broad. What's happening in the news? What's going on? And we realized the coronavirus is the only thing being talked about in the news. Well, we are big feet, so whenever we come out of the woods to see what's going on, we talk on what we see. But now it's like, this is all we see. We want to talk on something else. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, you're talking about coming out of, out of the woods. I literally live in a place. You can't get internet. True. <laughs> and, and you can't get cable TV or anything. I mean, also you, true. You can get satellite, I guess. But So, most of my news and all that is, is literally coming from... Uh, just regular ABC, NBC, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing all this stuff, and we've talked about it, and I said, you know what, Let, let's do something a little bit different. So, so, topic of today is self-sufficiency. Seems like a good one. And as Big Feet, we know something about being self-sufficient. I mean, why wouldn't we? We are the social distancing champions, so who else is going to be sufficing for us i don't think mark driscoll came up with that but his instagram is the one i saw that on and i thought it was hilarious it's pretty good um so if you look is our does our instagram do we share that mm-hmm. okay so we shared that on our instagram which is uh bigfoot revival i reckon it's at bigfoot revival there you go and so you look that up you'll find our instagram um, we're not the most active. We're we're trying to get better at that, but um, we want the Instagram to go along with the podcast. So. Mm-hmm. Self sufficiency. How self sufficient are you? <sighs> well, better than most. Better than most could be better. Could be better. There's yeah. always room for growth. So. Um, and that's the thing about self sufficiency. Unless you are what I think the media or 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 kind of popular culture points out about self-sufficiency mm-hmm. you feel like you can always do better and i think i want i want to hedge that in a protective lining of of quotations or not quotations okay. but uh just safeguarding my statement here i think not quoting it as fact uh your average person or your average uh, 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 what the the media portrays when they hear or think of self sufficiency is, um, the 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 doomsday prepper. Remember yeah. that show, Doomsday Prepper. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they would normally think. This guy who is uh, preparing for the end of the world, he has 
an arsenal of guns. He has uh, his own water supply. You know, he he went off and bought him a a piece of property in Kansas or yeah. somewhere like that, and and I think that's what the media portrays as self sufficiency. Mm-hmm. He got his bug out bag packed and he is ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Or they they portray it as uh, mountain men, mm-hmm. right? To where okay, they, these guys aren't re- preparing for the doomsday scenario. They just live a lifestyle of the woods, yeah, and and the land, and you know they're growing their own their own food. They're making their own moonshine. Yeah. So they're not depending the, on the system. Of uh, of the world as far as work is concerned, yeah. um, they're not a part of a big company or w- I guess what you would say working for the man. And a lot of times in uh, movies or media or commercials or anything like that, they're portrayed as kind of silly. Like you're doing all this, they're like, crazy. They're, they're crazy. They're crazy. There was the one commercial we were talking about earlier. It seems like it might have been a Domino's commercial or oh, something. Yeah. I can't remember. But it's a guy and his family and some stuff goes down and he goes, that's it, we're going off the grid. And then they found out Domino's had what they was looking for. <laughs> all right, we're going back on the grid. I always thought that was hilarious. I guess you didn't get it. But. No, yeah, yeah, you always <laughs> thought that was funnier than I did. <laughs> but... That just that plays into what we're talking about, though. Just yeah. it seems like any sort of uh, pop culture portrayal of people who are self-sufficient or want to take care of themselves is painted in kind of a negative light. Yeah, and that that's kind of sad. I I think we'd be better off if people were more of those extremes. So I, I would put that in an extreme category, mm-hmm. and that the media and, and let's let's sum it up this way, right? Doomsday Prepper and Mountain Men. Mm-hmm. Those are what the media kind of portray, and they also make it look like these people are crazy. Yeah. And so they're just waiting for the underworld, or they're just, you know, they're 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 trying to get away with not having to pay taxes or something. Yeah. You know, it's always something crazy. Um, they're eccentrics, which is probably somewhat true mm-hmm. but not to the point that i think uh that that comedy level to where we make fun of people like that um now i'll be honest with you some of that mountain man stuff yeah i, I can be a little jealous <laughs> right like i'm like that is so cool i wish i could do that yeah. right but uh overall overall um that's really not what we're talking about what are, <laughs> are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? I have done forgot. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that's what we're talking about. I think we're talking about more or less wanting to be able to supply for your family. Mm-hmm. Wanting to be able to um, maintain a certain amount of security for your for your family your community even let's broaden that there you go. even your community um without the interference of the world system yeah okay yeah i was waiting for confirmation on that one because because <laughs> that's kind of a big statement well it seems like there's something that is definitely noble 
about all of that too, to be able to do that without relying on a system to help that, uh, and when, I think the biggest thing that comes to our minds, my mind anyway, when we talk about our system, the way it's set up is just government. Yeah. Because a lot of um, restrictions are placed on businesses by government and how they can even operate. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can. And that's a whole nother pot of beans. There right? you go. I mean, I mean, or can of beans, but uh, that, that could really go somewhere. Um, but we won't. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we think that in any way that you could be um, self-sufficient is always a good thing, even though the media portrays it as something that's crazy. I mean, what is so crazy about being prepared whenever something bad happens? I mean, we, we see major storms roll in and out, but we haven't seen anything like this so-called pandemic yeah. that's been running people absolutely crazy. And you don't have to do a whole bunch of stockpiling and panic buying and stuff. But I think at all times you should have an amount of food and basic necessities yeah. to when something like this does happen, you don't have to go run and dry out the shelves. That's right. That's right. I, I think... I think something that I've seen my grandparents and my parents even is, I mean, I mean my, when my dad built his new house, mm -hmm. homeboy built it with a pantry. I mean, I mean, when's the last time? And we're not talking about a mansion or, or like, you know, he ain't got servants or anything like that, but he has a pantry. Why does he have a pantry? Because he wanted a place to where he could put his food. It, it's basically a food closet. Because your dad has a, it's a walk-in pantry, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. whenever I think of pantry, it's almost like, like a little closet, but you open up a door and there's just shelves there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you can have a little bit on him, but I mean, your pops is ready. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, and it's not, you know, they buy things that they need on sale. Mm -hmm. They, they, uh, you know, to make sure they have the basics on hand all the time. And they don't have six, seven years worth of you know, survival food saved up. But if they, if the grocery store shut down tomorrow for whatever reason, um, he doesn't have to go out. He, he's not freaking out, at least not right off the bat, right? Well, you know, it's kind of funny too that you say that because that's, that's kind of the way that we grew up with the previous generations and everything and uh, our parents and before our parents, our grandparents. This I remember seeing, um, we always had a garden growing up. And whenever the garden was time to be harvested, I mean, it was a garden bigger than for just one family. Yeah. So like the whole family, your extended family would come over mm -hmm. to, I mean, one weekend you might, everybody's out there picking corn, shucking corn, blanching corn, bagging corn, freezing corn. You get the idea. We've got a lot of corn. And then yeah. the next time it's collards. Well, corn's a process, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you can go to the store and buy a can of corn for a dollar, maybe, maybe a dollar fifty, but there's a lot of work that goes into to growing a ear of corn, mm -hmm. getting it off the off the uh, stock. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there there there's you shuck it, you you get all the little uh, hairs out of it, the silt. Mm -hmm. You blanch it, then you then you freeze it. Yeah, and and a lot of times there, you know, you even uh, take it off the cob. So you you, you um. 
either cut it off or you got yeah. that little board that you can slide the corn across mm-hmm. and it, it takes it off. And so, and then you freeze it and you have corn for, you know, maybe not a whole year, but you have corn that you don't have to buy. I remember them taking a Sharpie right in the year, in the day uh-huh. on the bag. On them stuff. little square, they were uh-huh. kind of clear-ish bowls. And it seemed like more people in those days, for whatever reason, had deep freezers. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, now... I'm going to go out on a limb and say most people that have those type of things have just your standard refrigerator with a freezer. Mm-hmm. They've got a little bit and stuff, and I mean, that's fine. But, I mean, not even just freezing stuff that was canned or jarred. Yeah. There were a lot of vegetables that were jarred with preservatives added to them to where they would just keep. And there was no sort of sickness going on in these times, no sort of storms or anything. People just grew this their own what food. what you did. Yeah. Yeah. There were poor people that you couldn't afford just to be going to the grocery store, just buying up stuff. And it was also, it was just, like you said, it's just what you did. It was a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that being said, it's one of those things where we've lost that entirely, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a bad thing. Let me Let me rephrase this. We are able to grow food in this country mm-hmm. at an incredibly low price for the consumer to the point where it's cheaper for me to go and buy a bunch of corn than it is for me to go and can it myself. Right. And and so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there again, if you're, if you're more in or... But it traps you into that 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 process, right? Mm-hmm. So now you've you've given that aspect of your survival, your aspect that that food, that gathering of food that we've always had to do since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. and you've put that off on somebody else. Yeah, and now you don't know how to grow corn, right? Or tomatoes, uh-huh. or okra, or collards, or whatever it is. Because we've given that to someone else to do. So now we're no longer self-sufficient, mm-hmm. but we are dependent on a system. Now, I know primarily the system that we're talking about would be government. Mm-hmm. But even in this case, you're 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 dependent on a, a grocery system. There I don't know. I, I may have just made a, something up, but... A system using the farmers have to be able to get the supplies to the 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 companies that can and and sell it. Yep. The they have to get it to supply it to the grocery stores where you buy it. And if something happens there, if something comes in and and messes that up, can you right? Mm-hmm. Can you operate in that environment? So. Being self-sufficient doesn't necessarily mean that all the corn that you eat comes off the cob in your own backyard. Right. It means that you can, in a pinch, if you have to, you can now go plant some corn and grow it. Mm-hmm. And that you would have some to hold you over until this this your garden is producing. Yeah. And so... Uh, and it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to all be you did all the work. Mm-hmm. It may be you've got a bunch of canned corn ready there, mm-hmm. so that. But but even even if you have, 
you know, a year's worth of stockpile. What happens after that? Can you continue to provide? Right. And so, uh, I, I'd even say me. I mean, I've got a lot of old timey wisdom around me mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff, but I'm I'm sufficient on YouTube for a lot of this there stuff too, go. right? Yeah. And well, so yeah. I'm dependent, not sufficient. I'm I'm dependent on YouTube to give me trip tricks and tips on how to be better. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that uh, both of us and uh, probably a lot of our generation that's had this sort of mindset has been learning to do is. Uh, because a lot of the wisdom that we grew up with is no longer here. They, they passed on now, you know. And uh, a lot of the stuff I grew up on, but, um, you know, before I was, really came into maturity, uh, a lot of the patriarchs of my family that had all this going on have died. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's I would like to carry some of this stuff on. And I've got memories of it from childhood, mm-hmm. and uh, but no details because, you know, like, a lot of people too. Um, my parents and grandparents, or my dad, and my granddad, I should say, was instead of saying, "Let me show you how to do this," it was more, "Let me do this myself because I know how I want to do it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, "Dad, I'm going to take the the truck to go get the oil changed. I showed you how to change the oil, son. No, you didn't. You showed me how to hold the light and get yelled at. That's what you showed me." <laughs> but, um, and that's not to say that's true on every single thing. But um, in some of these scenarios, I mean, we've got even equipment around from back in the day that yeah. can be used. And it's like, hmm, which order? I mean, I remember this equipment being used, but in what order was it used in? What was the yeah. process that goes on? That's where YouTube comes in tremendously. What is this thing? How, how does it? I remember, I remember seeing it on the tractor, but I don't exactly remember mm-hmm. what they used it for. Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly for, what for or as bad as I think Google can be, I also find it very, very helpful. Well, so, uh, I, I think that I think that goes back to what we're talking about self sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Google, mm-hmm. is it wrong to have Google? No. But how do you use it? Right. Right. And I think the same thing when we're talking about self sufficiency is it's not about necessarily do I have to know the perfect way to grow corn. It's more or less if the if the if the situation arised, mm-hmm. would I be able to supply for my people, talking about my community, mm-hmm. in a emergency situation where now I don't have uh, access to a grocery store? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I mean the shut in order, right? Right. We're we're under a shut in order, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Right now, we have access to the grocery store, but what if this thing gets really bad? Yeah. Right, to where now they're shutting down grocery store. I don't think that's going to happen. I pray that it doesn't happen. But if it did, mm-hmm. um, and this is all hypothetical, right? Yeah. So, um, me and my family what might would have to tighten our belts, mm-hmm. but I think we would be able to continue to... to from what we already have saved up, plus um, the skills that we have as a family to produce more, mm-hmm. we'd be okay. Not to say it wouldn't be more convenient. Not to say it, it you know, the old way was a lot better mm-hmm. uh, as far as you know, being able to just go to the grocery store and pick up something. Yeah. 
But I think that that we can. Mm-hmm. We would be able to 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 um, continue to to be okay, right? And and so I think that's a big part of it. Um, we we as a society have become extremely dependent on everything but ourselves. Um, just the other day, I heard somebody say, why doesn't the schools teach my children this? Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, why aren't you teaching them this? Why aren't we being more self-sufficient and being more in control of our own lives? And so, I think you're hearing the music play, and that means we've got to go to a commercial break. But when we come back, we'll continue this uh, discussion and and actually talk about uh, how it's impossible to be completely self-sufficient, and how we have to who who and what we have to complete, actually rely on. So, uh, we'll be right back. said that when we got back we'd be talking about can we really be a hundred percent self-sufficient and the answer is no 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 oh because you have to be dependent on certain things and certain systems that's how god made us Mm. and so uh, God created the family. Yeah, he did. And the family is designed as a governing system for us to to work in, mm-hmm. right? And so can I be 100% self-sufficient without my wife? I can't. I have no problem admitting that. Now you may say, well, what if you don't, what, what about somebody who doesn't have a wife? Mm-hmm. Can they be 100% self-sufficient? No. Nobody no. can be 100% self-sufficient. Because you're still, you're still dependent on what? Your extended I don't know family. what you want me to say, <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah, there's like I mean, a, you're still a bunch dependent. of answers. I mean, yeah. So, so my, my, analogy was I, I can't be dependent without my wife and my kids and my real immediate family. And what I was trying to point uh, ask was can you be so, so 100, if it was just you and nobody else, could you, could you be 100% self-sufficient? And the answer is no. You still have extended family. You still have church. You still have the people you live around. And even if you're an old hermit in the woods, you still can't be self-sufficient. 
I mean, you'll die alone. You, 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 you're dependent on nature, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, uh, nature is what God has given us for the, you know, food and, mm-hmm. and the environment that we live in. And, and so even, even the most extreme cases, you have to be relying on something else. And so the the relying the communities, the spheres in which we live help dictate that. Our problem that we've seen is people turn these systems into their gods. Yeah. Right? So you've turned your family into your god. Mm-hmm. You've turned your community into your god. You've turned uh your government into your god. Right. You've 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 turned these things into your god. And and whatever you see as your God, that is what you're going to be reliant on. That's what you're going to go to for your substance. And so if we if we say, well, Mother Nature, well, Mother Nature is now our God. Much Mother Nature will supply. Mother Nature is our God, and Mother Nature is going to hit you with a tornado and a hurricane and or a flood, and your crops are going to fail, and mm-hmm. there or maybe maybe no rain at all, and they just get baked. Right, um, your family. Right, a lot. I mean, you know, a lot of times people uh, betray you, even in a family environment. Um, uh, you could lose your family. God forbid. You, you know, you. God forbid, if I were to lose my wife and kids, but uh, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen, and so. Um, we find our substance through Christ. And so as Christians, there's no way that we can be 100% self-sufficient. We have to be 100% dependent on Christ. Absolutely. Um, the fact is, um, you know, well, we actually run our own business. I think we might have said yeah. that before on the podcast i'm not exactly sure but even in doing that we are uh, well we're 100 percent relied on christ to even provide us with work with customers yeah. to go and do what we do um if it's not for him bringing uh customers to us and uh, work to us we're out of business yeah you know even in a time like this this has probably been the most trying time well it has definitely been in my life to where uh, my faith has been tested beyond measure, and in this, it's actually brought me closer to Christ, yeah. because I realized that without Him, I mean, I'm doomed. I mean, I've, I've, it is stuttering, but it's really brung to light how much for granted that I've taken things like just food, clothing, shelter. Money, you know, yeah. and uh, money, money makes the world go round. So the, the world says, you know, mm-hmm. and without Christ, you don't. I mean, we don't have any, you know. Yeah. And um, he's made met all of our financial needs. He's met our physical needs, and uh, definitely spiritual needs. Yeah. Uh, just by saving us. So. Um, well, even even what you were talking about with the being dependent on God 
has strengthened your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It's strengthened it because we've gone from, uh, uh, you know, both of us left the workforce about the same time. As far as we're still a part of the workforce, but we, we left the working for the man, so to yeah. speak, workforce and working for ourselves. And and so we started praying, God, give us our daily bread. Mm-hmm. Meaning, honestly meaning, Lord, bring in more work so that we can feed our families. And and in that, he's he's increased our love for him. He's increased our our desire to, to be reading scripture more, to be praying more, definitely praying more. Yeah, absolutely. And because we look to him because he is our God. And we look to him for substance. Mm-hmm. We find it. And sometimes it's even in ways we don't expect. Yeah. And so when we put ourselves and we say, I am the boss. I'm in charge. I, I'm I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do this or that. You're saying, I'm a God. I can foresee all possible situations and I'm going to uh, do the do everything it takes to survive that. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't there. Now, like I said, there's part of that you kind of admire about certain people. Them being able to, to live off the land, them being able to do whatever it takes and they're prepared for their families. But if these people die without Christ, all that work, and eventually they will die. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't prepare for oh you know for old age uh, even if you survive everything else. Yeah, eventually you're gonna die, and and these people who die without Christ, no matter how prepared they are for everything else, they're not prepared for hell. Mm. And only Christ can save you from hell. And it's one of those things, man, where, you know, we're talking spiritual right now. Mm-hmm. But the same, the same truth is, is physical, right? So we pray for subsidence. We pray that God will give us what we need. And there's Bible verses for example, it's Matthew. Uh, it's six. I mean, it's a it's a long, um, handful of verses. It's verses twenty five to thirty three. Jesus is uh, telling the parable here about not being anxious. Actually, I don't even think it's a parable. He's just he's teaching on anxiety, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And is even these verses like this? We quoted this verse. We didn't read the whole thing, but we quoted it when we were talking about fear. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it seems like you know, growing up. Hearing this and hearing these teachings, it's easy to become familiar with scripture like this mm-hmm. because we've been spoiled living in America, America. and being Americans. You know, um, we are blessed beyond measure. We are blessed to the point we're we're, we're spoiled, yeah. just flat out. But here lately, with everything that's going on, with our eyes being opened, never. Uh, 
in my life anyway, has these verses made me, uh, never have they been truer for, yeah. for me, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm just going to read them right quick if that's okay. Um, I'm reading from the ESV, and this would be Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 33, and this is Jesus talking. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But... Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And even starting this venture like we did uh, with this business, that was our purpose. Yeah, We wanted to see God's glory. We wanted to see God glorified in our life, and not just our work life, or not just our personal life, but our work life, all of life. And we... Um, that That's is, really what created a podcast yeah it was an, another way we're hoping that this thing will turn into a ministry of sorts and it started out with uh going into to the business for ourselves so going into the workforce and then starting up this podcast is it's all about jesus it's all about seeking his glory in this and um i think since all of this began um my walk with him is better than it's been probably since i've been saved um, it's been driving me to His Word. It's been driving me to prayer, which is driving me back to His Word. It's like we've talked about the more you know Him, the more you want to know Him, the more you love Him, the more you want to know Him, the more you seek after Him yeah. in His Word. And it's just a cycle that keeps going. Yeah. And then you realize just how dependent on Him you are whenever you don't get a phone call for a little while with work. And yeah. then all of a sudden... There's something is, and it, and it's what you need to get by. Your bills are paid, your and your, uh, and you've been fed. Yeah, we've got clothes, we've got shelter, and even now we're still overly blessed. I mean, we've got indoor plumbing. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's right. These are th th things that we've taken for granted of, well, for granted for a long time, and now it's we're thankful for things like this, just the basic necessities of life. Yeah, it's like. Man, God is good. Yeah. And, and it's because of God, right? So even if, even in the, the mundane, right? Mm -hmm. It's God who's put me in a place to where I can have a garden, mm -hmm. right? Well, going back to the, the, the being self-sufficient, supplying for your family. It's God who's put me in a place to where I can have a garden. 
it's God that supplied me with the intelligence or 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 preparedness to be able to say, okay, I'm gonna need a tiller. Mm-hmm. It's God who who gave me a tiller. You know what I mean? To till the earth and and it's it's none of this is because I'm so smart or I'm so great or I'm so anything. It's God has put me at a place and a time and he expects me here's here's what I've given you. Do something with it, right? Right. And in um first Timothy I think it's five eight that talks about uh if you're a man who does not supply for your I'm 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 gonna paraphrase it. Uh Yeti's gonna look us up the actual verse and then he'll read it. But if a man does not supply for his his community or even or or, or especially his his family, he is uh he is as bad as an unbeliever. Did you find it? Yeah, you're pretty close there. Actually, okay. that's that's pretty good for you. Uh, it says, uh, "But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever." Man, that's strong. That's strong. I mean, and that's what God feels. How God feels about work. Mm-hmm. He He's given us this stuff. We are to use it to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the glory of God consists of us taking care of our people. Right. And uh, he's the one that gives us, gifts us with work to That's do work right. because he built us for work. That's right. And in all that we do, we should be doing it for his glory. And work's not, a, work's not something because of sin. Right. Adam had work before there was ever any sin committed. Yeah, God gave Adam to work. He he gave him a job mm-hmm. before any sin was committed. It was after the sin that was committed. The curse was that the the ground would have thorns and thistles, and that you would have to grow things. You'd have to you'd have to produce by the sweat of your brow. Uh huh. So it just made work hard. Right. But because the work. The earth is working against you as you're yeah. trying to work it. Yeah. And so we, we we are to work and we are supply for our family. And we are to be uh, uh, self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. But we cannot sustain ourselves. That's right. We are to work and strive to the glory of God. Put, put his kingdom above our own. Mm-hmm. And he'll look out for us. And that doesn't mean that Life will be rosy and peachy, and that doesn't mean that, that horrible things won't happen. There are people being murdered and killed who who bring glory to God, and there are people who who have, you know, strive to be good Christians and have been persecuted, right? Mm-hmm. There have been wives and children abandoned because of whatever reason, uh, who are Christian? Yeah. To the point where now they they don't have the husband to 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 do, or they don't have the father to do, or 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 they don't have 
whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, as men especially, are to take up that mantle as provider. Yeah. And strive to bring glory to God by providing for those who we have any kind of uh, uh, responsibility for. And you know something? I mean, this in my mind, this kind of ties in. Look at Job. Yeah. A godly man. Yeah. And boy, was he put to the test. Yeah. You know, that persecution from the devil himself. Uh-huh. You know, we say the devil made me do it, the devil this, the devil that. More than likely, the devil's got bigger fish to fry than you or me because uh, right. he's not omnipresent like God. He can't be everywhere, but that don't mean that he ain't got the troops sent out yeah. to come after you. So even whenever you are persecuted, if you're not persecuted, if you're just having a hard time when your faith is being tested or tried, what more of what what better time to be encouraged and to dig deeper into the scripture and to search for God because God's working. If you are seeking first the kingdom of God and his glory and you are working to your fullest extent for him and living a life that is pleasing to him, leaning on the Holy Spirit to fight the temptation of sin and you're still being tested and tried, you can best believe that he is doing something in your life to be glorified in. That's right. Because it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about any of us. It's all about him and his glory. And whenever we do things that bring him glory, there the Holy Spirit gives us a sense of peace to even know that. There you go. And then, you know what you're getting, son? You're getting them treasures stored up in heaven. That's right. You're getting crowns to throw at his feet. That's right. And, and that being said, you start living for Christ, you don't think the devil's going to get mad about that? Quick, fast, and in a hurry. And, and so you're going to have resistance. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the storms come. You're going to have the hurricanes. You're going to have the tornadoes, the earthquakes, the floods, the droughts. You're going to have the 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 family member who betrays you somehow. Mm-hmm. Right? The best friend that betrays you. Whatever. You're going to have these things. And in that moment, you're going to feel alone. You're going to feel helpless. And if you're if you're somebody who honestly thinks that you can self that you can be self sufficient without leaning on Christ, you're going to find yourself in a bad spot, in trouble. And and if you're somebody that that finds their God in the government, that government. It's going to eat you alive. Mm -hmm. And we only have one hope, and that's in Christ. And so even though he commands us to work and to be self-sufficient in that sense, um, we are to be completely dependent on him in every aspect of life as well. That's right. And so... I think that wrap we're 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 a good note to close out on, and just for the record, uh, remember to follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us at it's it's at Bigfoot Revival. That's our Instagram. We also have a website, 
bigfootrevival.com. Now it's not complete. We're working on it. We've got photos. We have, um, we're, we're thinking about starting some blogs, but we haven't really made any progress on that. The podcast should be going on to there, at least a link so that we'll have the podcast up there as well. Um, if you want to contact us, if you have anything you want to talk to us about or anything like that, you can contact us also at uh, BigfootRevival at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's safely covering all our bases. I think so. Um, if you're listening to us on a, on a uh, podcast, uh, something like Apple or, or, or uh, some other thing that allows you to to comment, subscribe, to to rate, those kinds of things. Those kinds of things will help us out and get us out there. Um, so if you could do that, we'd highly appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>